You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. show is presented by Haley Sansing, Union Home Mortgage. Matt Cope along with Lars. Our main man, Justin Jones, is back at our Tide 109 studios, the flagship station, and he is literally our captain. Our venue today is unlike we've had in the past because uh, I'm staring over a beautiful putting surface here at the Greystone Legacy Golf Course. And i got to tell you, Lars must be a really dedicated guy to big known sports because we pulled him off the 13th green to get him here. And Lars, thank you for this wonderful, wonderful studio. And it's all with Patty Bromberg and Bridgeways. Yeah, we are at the uh, Kathleen P. Brune Memorial Leadership Open. Uh, it's uh, brought to brought to us by Bridgeways, and uh, I was able to go off at about eight thirty this morning. Got uh, thirteen holes in with my group. It's a Texas scramble, and um, we're doing pretty good. You know, we uh, I think we're about four or five under, and uh, just really having a fun time. It, uh, it could not be a more uh, picture-perfect day. Uh, the temperature has dropped. Uh, just a few clouds in the sky. And Matt, I mean, this is, uh, I think you mentioned yesterday, you predicted it, that it was going to be a Chamber of Commerce type of morning and afternoon. And that is what we're getting. And you know what, Matt? We deserve it. We deserve it. After this heat? <laughs> Whoa. It's been incredible. But, Lars, if we wanted to drive to Jacksonville, Alabama, or downtown to Protective Stadium, we could see football, live college football, in Birmingham, in Jacksonville, Alabama. Not to mention the fact that uh, a lot of eyes will be on Utah, Salt Lake City. Uh, Florida opens there. But I guess this is a long way of me saying that, man, it's here. We're not really just talking about it anymore. No, it's here, uh, and this uh, uh, week week one uh, of the college football season. You know, there there were there were a couple there were a couple of decent games. There were a couple of decent games in week zero, but uh, today we got Florida, Utah, we got uh, Nebraska again. My my Cornhuskers are uh, playing at Minnesota, and uh, there's uh, several good games tonight. Good games tomorrow. A slate of great games on Saturday uh, that will feature Alabama opening the season. It will feature Auburn opening the season. And, uh, you know, I, I love this uh, time of year, Matt, because everybody is just uh, uh, dreaming. Uh, everybody is uh, 0-0 for the most part if you didn't play in week zero. And uh, the, the slate is clean. The canvas is blank. And anything is possible. Anything is possible. Absolutely. And, of course, it is not possible to tell you who the starting quarterback is at Alabama. And uh, as weary as we get talking about it, I think it was of note. He was asked in his last news conference before the game specifically about Ty Simpson and how he's looked. And as Nick will do, he threw laurels. All that Ty Simpson is talking about how good he looked, but I, I think he said that about other players and other quarterbacks. So that didn't tell me he was going to start. That's for sure, Lars. No, um, I think we can deduce though 
that uh, Jalen Milrow is going to start. And depending on, on how things go, he's, I think he'll get the majority of the snaps in the first half. I, I believe that the second quarterback to play will be Ty Simpson. And then perhaps we'll see Buckner. Perhaps we'll see uh, uh, Lonergan. Uh, but I, I think, um, you know, it, it, it all kind of depends about the matter at hand. And that is to win the football game. And this is a team, Matt, as we discussed yesterday, Middle Tennessee State, that can't be taken lightly. No, they really can't. They can throw the ball, experienced coach. Uh, this is a team that uh, almost went to a bowl last year. I think they finished four and seven, something like that. Uh, but they're a good team, and their prediction this year is to be competitive in their league once again because uh, they're in, they're still in Conference USA. Lars, I need a roadmap here to keep up with where teams are, but UAB left Conference USA. Jacksonville State entered it, and Middle Tennessee State stayed. Have I got this right? I think you're, I think I think you're right. I think All you're right. right. But uh, they're picked to compete in that league, and um, I fully expect them to give them about uh, eight minutes a heck. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I think uh, I think. Uh, it's, it's, it's not just going to be, um, you know, Alabama feasting on a cupcake. Uh, I think there will be uh, at least, a, I don't know, 5, 10, 15 minutes perhaps of, uh, of uh, quality football. Um, but going back to uh, what you mentioned, that uh, how Nick Saban talked about Ty Simpson, and he just said that, you know, he's really showing good mental fortitude and that he's a player who recovers quickly from mistakes. And that is so vital to the process, especially for the quarterback. You have to treat each play like its own living, breathing organism. And once that play is over, it is to be wiped from memory, whether or not it was good or bad or just so-so. Like, just do not let that previous play influence, impact how you are going to perform for the next play. And so when he says that Ty Simpson is a player who recovers quickly from mistakes, that is actually very high praise from Nick Saban. And also, one thing that I'm going to be looking at as well uh, on Saturday night in Tuscaloosa, Matt, is uh, penalties. Can Alabama eliminate the penalties that really hamstrung this team last year? Uh, Alabama was uncharacteristically uh, undisciplined and uh, when it came to penalties, uh, and that is not a characteristic of a Nick Saban team. And so I think uh, it will be telling just to see just how crisp everything is. I mean, and that goes from, you know, getting the play call in on time, having the quarterback uh, make sure that everybody is in the right position, uh, making sure that everybody gets the proper call. There's no false starts. And, you know, it's it, 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 it may sound mundane, but it's these little things that you have to master before you can get on to the bigger things. I think last year, and you said it uncharacteristic, the number of penalties and crucial penalties in those really, really tight games. Alabama had penalties that may come close to costing them a game. But that's got to tear a coach that is so disciplined 
and so detailed, you start making dumb penalties. And there were several games last year where there was 10-plus, weren't there? Yeah. Uh, and that's just not anything you would and, ever expect. And, and a critical, you know, the Tennessee game, right? <laughs> The, the, the penalty on the interception, which should have ended the game, was just ridiculous. But nonetheless, you, you still have to fight through it. Um, uh, but, you know, this, this let's, let's face it. This last year was not a typical Nick Saban coach team. And what was the reasons for that? I mean, I'm sure... Uh, well, I'm not sure. I, I'm 100% sure that uh, there was so much self-analysis, self-scouting done in the off-season of what went wrong, why it went wrong, what did they do wrong in practice, and how can you remedy that in practice. And uh, we'll see the results of that on Saturday night. And um, I, I think you are going to see a much crisper uh, Alabama team. And as much as we talk about the quarterbacks, and whew, uh, and you know what, Lars, we, we've talked about this too to death, but we won't know anymore on Labor Day. <laughs> so we'll still be talking about it all next week, maybe the first third of the season. I don't know. But I don't think we talk enough about the defense. There are some skilled players over there. Uh, help me count here, Lars. Are there three first-rounders there already? Oh, uh, at least. At I mean, least. You got, you got, I mean, Kool-Aid makes I think, all the top five, right? I think Kool-Aid and Dallas Turner are yeah. potentially top five picks. I think Dallas Turner uh, has a chance to be the defensive player of the year. Uh, you know, the, the expectations were really high on Dallas Turner last year because the thinking was that Will Anderson was going to uh, attract so much attention from offenses that it would free up Dallas Turner. And for whatever reason, it just didn't turn out the way that we thought it was. But from everything I'm hearing and everything I know you're hearing too, that Dallas Turner has just been an absolute terror in practice. And I think he is poised to be perhaps not just the best defensive player in the SEC, but in the entire country. Well, he has a skill set, and I uh, really thought Saban did a good thing in answering the question here earlier this week. He made it a point say, he's not Will Anderson, and he is his own man. He's going to be the leader of this team on defense. Saban has given that up as well, but he's not the same player. He's not the same body type. So you can't expect him to come in there and be able to dominate, although I think you see his presence early and often. Hey, we are coming to you live from Legacy at Greystone for the Bridgeways Golf Golf Tournament where young people learn to care, connect, and contribute. We'll be back with more. Got a loaded show. We'll talk some UAB football with Steve Irvine in the second hour. And, Lars, I don't know who's going to be walking by here. But we got uh, we're going to several, yeah, several Alabama players. And, but on the other side, let's, let's talk about a world record that was set last night. Yes, one that you're very proud of. You're listening to Big News Sports.
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today in the upper 80s at 88. Mostly fair tonight, below 69. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds. The chance of a few passing showers or thunderstorms during the day. The high at 84. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 84 degrees in Tuscaloosa. From T-Town to the Plains. This is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. What a beautiful day. 24 degrees, very low humidity, and we appreciate it. Please Google Bridgeways and find out how you can help and contribute to this fine organization. They help young people out, and that's really about all you need to say. Uh, especially in this day and age, our youth need help. So uh, direct your, you know, your time, your money, whatever you can to this very worthwhile organization. It's Matt, it's Lars, Justin is back at the studio taking care of everything. Now, and I just said this to you candidly during the break, we're two days away from kicking off with Alabama football, and yet we're going to talk volleyball. Nothing wrong with the sport. The timing seems a little bit odd. But, Lars, it happened with your school, your university, and it is, uh, it's worldwide above-the-fold news. Yeah, it's a lead on SportsCenter. It's a lead story on CNN. And uh, I just am so proud of what, what Nebraska fans did last night. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, uh, the images from Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska, are just absolutely stunning, captivating, riveting. So here's what happened. Uh, 92,003 fans gathered at Memorial Stadium to Say watch. That again, just for effect. 92,003 fans gathered at Memorial Stadium. You got to remember the, uh, the the third biggest city in Nebraska is sixty thousand. Okay, <laughs> sixty thousand. Uh, I believe the the math comes to like one out of every. It, there's one point six million, I think, in Nebraska in the state, or one point five. Uh, so, I mean, you can do the math. So it's like one out of every 12 or something was, uh, at, at this, uh, at Memorial Stadium last night to watch the Nebraska women's volleyball team play the University of Nebraska at Omaha, uh, volleyball team. And, uh, it set a, uh, a world record for the most fans to ever attend, attend a women's sporting event. Let me repeat that. Set a world record, a world record for the most fans ever attending a women's sporting event. It topped the previous mark of 91,648 set by FC Barcelona Femene last year. And not only that, it was the, uh, it also was the attendance record for Memorial Stadium where the Nebraska Cornhuskers play football. Now that's and, amazing. And, <laughs> you know, uh, Matt, it, it, it was, it, I don't know. 
I'm gonna get emo- I'm gonna get emotional here. Like it, it was so powerful. Uh, the, the the lady huskers they did the tunnel walk, and uh, it, it was just the crowd was just thundering, thundering, thundering. Um, and I, I mentioned this yesterday. This wasn't just a celebration of the Nebraska women's volleyball team. And, and they do have one of the best programs in the country. They've won multiple national championships in the last uh, decade. But this was a celebration of women's sports and just in how, uh, how how much support women's sports have, not just in Nebraska, but really all around the country. And I, uh, there's a couple things here, two points I want to make. And the first one was made by Robbie Glenn, who is going to join us here in a little bit. Robbie's a former Alabama baseball player, kind of served as our uh, reporter during Alabama's uh, uh, run through uh, uh, to uh, through uh, the college uh, playoffs. But Robbie said, you know, this is Nebraska, just the fans just saying, screaming to the sports world, we are relevant. <laughs> we are relevant. Uh, and, and, and two, um, I think it's important to note that Nebraska football team is on the road. They're playing in Minneapolis tonight. And uh, there's going to be about 40,000 Nebraska fans there. And so you could make the argument that the most diehard of diehard Nebraska fans weren't even in Lincoln last night. They stayed home to witness a victory. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. You just put That's me in my place. <laughs> By the way, lock of the year plus seven. Take the Huskers tonight. Load up. Um, but. Uh, regardless, Matt, it was just, it was such a special scene. I, I talked to so many of my friends, uh, in, in Lincoln who, you know, uh, it, it wasn't just like dads taking their daughters. It was dads taking their sons. It was, uh, it was, uh, the old and the young, the rich and the poor, the white and black. I mean, it was just the, uh, I, I just, uh, trust me, just, if you just Google Nebraska women's volunteer, Volleyball, and you look at the images from last night, it blows your freaking mind. Yeah, the event in itself. I mean, when you just visually, you take, you check out the pictures, you go, that's one of the craziest, wildest, greatest things I've ever seen. All for women's athletic, all for NU. By the way, who won? Oh, Nebraska. <laughs> Well, is that a, was that a dumb uh, question? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Nebraska did. Uh, they beat uh, UNO, Nebraska, Omaha. Um, but you know that really wasn't the point. You know, it wasn't the point of who wins or who loses. It's it's a it's a celebration of women's sports and um, just how cool. I mean, seriously, I, I, I'm looking at a picture, Matt. Here, I'll, I'll show you. Just looking at a picture. I know, it's of, an aerial. Of, of, I saw of, that last of, night. Of, of Memorial just, Stadium. And it, it, it just, red. It's I all red. That. It just, it just blows. It, it just, it, you know, for even for me and for you, um, we have, between the two of us, what, we have covered uh, 5,000 sporting events? I don't know. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but but this uh, but and, but this is it, it's rare. It's rare that something is different. This was different. It was special. 
and global, because that's not just a Nebraska record or a Big Ten or a Big 12 record um, or an American record. That's the largest number of people that have ever witnessed a woman's sport ever. It really got me thinking, well, could Alabama do something like this? And we talked about it yesterday, how um, sort of the, 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 the marquee sport, the marquee women's sport, at least from where I sit, is uh, women's gymnastics. Right. And could you hold a women's gymnastics meet at Bryant-Denny? And I just don't think you could because of potential of condensation on uh, the, the, the beam or and wind. Uh, it, it would just be really tough to do that. Never thought about the wind because it wouldn't. Of course, it would take a gale force wind to blow me off a balance beam. But those <laughs> those those little girls that uh, you know how wide a, a balance beam is. Uh, like Even six inches or like eight inches? inches? Oh, four it's four inches. inches. I mean, my foot's wider than that. You're, you're well, very familiar with four inches. Well, <laughs> only on that regard. Whoa, well, yes. did you go to the Did you go to the Bloody Mary bar this morning? No, <laughs> I'm no. just joking. Oh, anyway, uh, the significance is duly noted and. Quite honestly, I hope that uh, other sports venues. You did say like ESPN is is their lead story. Yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, I hope other. And not only that, it, it was they spent a good. Excuse me for interrupting, Matt. They spent a good four or five minutes on it. And and and, it, and, 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 and ESPN is not invested in women's college volleyball. Uh, and it, you know, it was uh, broadcast on the Big Ten Network. And usually ESPN, what do they cover? They cover the sports that they have purchased. Absolutely. And, That's why they uh, no longer cover anything or even mention NASCAR. That is ridiculous. Yeah. And, and that is that has hurt NASCAR so much. Because I, I, when I was covering NASCAR sort of week in and week out, and you were as well, it was always the lead story on Sunday night. Who won the NASCAR race? And that's because they covered it. Um, and you know what? That's... That borders on being disgraceful. It's certainly not very respectful because there's still a lot of NASCAR fans. Yes, that want to see that, want to see you know. When they used to give the scores, uh, you know, give the finishing order, and then Dick Trickle would finish like 27. They always put Dick Trickle up there. They had fun with it. Uh, that's a funny yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, but, but isn't it like okay? We get it. We get it already. It's a funny name, but it's like every single time. Every well, single race. And, uh, yeah, even when they were, uh, you know, it would be like a lead story on SportsCenter. They would, there'd be some backhanded way that they would demean the sport. Yeah, especially those guys that went to Syracuse. All right. I'm not going <laughs> to go into that. And Northwestern, which I would have gladly gone to either because of their journalism school. But all is good. Lars, it's such a beautiful day. Golly. When will these guys stop, come in? You, you teed off at 8.30? We teed off at 8.30, so uh, so my, my guys should be coming in here uh, pretty much any minute. Uh, yeah, so it's four hours. They, they, they may have slowed a little because uh, cigars were hand-delivered by Patty Bromberg, wow. our good friend. Well, I'm, I'm proof of it, right? Yeah, yeah cigars I'm were hand-delivered. 
Are you are you a cigar person? Yeah, I'm just I, really I like just started, I just I, having to. I don't make an effort to to buy them often. I always buy them on the third Saturday of October. I smoked one last Saturday, last October anyway. Uh, even though we lost, I can say we because I don't like Tennessee. But um, yeah, I am, and we've talked. We'll do this in an hour. We'll talk to Reagan from R and R because he specializes in cigars in bourbon, and you know. Uh, what a fan of bourbon I am, particularly the, the Kentucky uh, distilled whiskeys. They're just, they're unbelievable. Have I mentioned to you uh, just really quickly about cigars? Uh, one day I, I go to work, uh, I'm like 27 years old, go into the Time in Life building, I'm riding, getting the elevator to go to uh, the Sports Illustrated offices on the 19th floor. And right as the doors are closing, a hand reaches in, stops the door, and I was the only one in the elevator. Uh, these two really, really big uh, guys come in, and then Fidel Castro gets in no, the elevator. Lord, now sometimes you just make stuff. No, I swear to God. I swear to God. Fidel Castro, and he was standing right in front of me, and I was just like, Oh my God, it's Fidel Castro. But then I was struck with one other thing, Matt. He smelled like a cigar. That's the first thing you notice when we're in an R&R. I like the odor. It's, if you will, it's, it's kind of manly. No, I, yeah, no, I, I like it too. And, and at, at R&R, on? he did. He had the, yeah. the green uniform the, on. The, uh, yeah, he was in uniform. Full beard. Old yeah, the beard. Uh, it's almost like I could smell the beard too. Oh, yeah, disgusting. <laughs> um, here's here's something I don't know if you're aware about Fidel Castro. He loves baseball. I know that doesn't yeah. surprise you. Know, that doesn't surprise you. He was really good. They said when he was playing in Cuba, obviously before he reached his fame and fortune. I guess he was willed into that anyway. I'm not sure of the legacy there. But uh, they said he, he would have easily played double-A in the United States. Really? Yeah. It was that he good? Was that good. Wow. So uh, how's that for a Cuban? <laughs> I have no idea where that came Put that in your pipe and smoke yeah. it. Well, uh, we're having a great time out here at Legacy at Greystone as we continue our broadcast to bring more notoriety to the efforts of Bridgeways, where young people learn to care, connect, and contribute big time. Big time organization taking care of our kids. Is there anything more important? Back with more of Big Noon Sports in just a moment. Steve Irvine will be joining us in, um, I think, about 15 minutes. I moved him up to get the golfers. T-Town to the Plains. This is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Big Noon Sports. Matt Coulter along with Lars Anderson and Justin Jones back in the studio. Speaking of the studio. 205. 342-9904, Three four two nine nine zero four, and that's where we're going to go. Digger has joined us on Big News Sports. Hello, Digger. You there? You can't mime on the radio, Digger. 
Matt, you you've been doing uh, talk radio for how many years? I uh, first started thirty two years ago. Is there one call that sticks out to you? Oh my god! I, I love asking you these questions. Oh, I, I totally blindsided you. Oh yeah. When I first got into it, and I had, I guess, my fin had thickened, but I let a guy get to me. Um, I don't remember who it was, and that one popped to mind because, unfortunately, sometimes the negative pops up first. But a guy I rate, and I, I, I almost cussed the guy. Uh, but I challenged him, and I put him down because he deserved it. Do you um, remember Do you remember what he did to uh, uh, get under your skin? Oh. Yeah, he was questioning my knowledge of Alabama football. And I just promptly said, hey, man, I've been in the press boxes for 12 years. I've been following it for 32. If you really, you really going to challenge me on this? And I think I instructed the producer to cut him off. He was, he was an intoxicated man. with a, He didn't like me for something I did on Channel 13, so he wanted to. But I really didn't want to go in that direction. Can I get back to you on that? Yeah. Because that's but, one you know, of but, the best but, questions I've ever been asked. <laughs> um, along with what you're saying, uh, you know, I, I'm... I'm relatively good friends with Wright Thompson uh, from ESPN, who is just uh, an amazing writer, amazing writer. And he got off social media a few years ago because uh, he ended up a, a, a reader engaged him and Wright got so mad. He ended up challenging him to a fight. And Wright finally was just like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And the thing is, Wright Thompson is so immensely talented that he doesn't need. So I, I really none of us need social media. But uh, Wright just said, you know, forget this. And and he hasn't been back. And uh, you know, from the the few times I've talked to him, he's told me it's one of the best moves he's ever made because he just get out of it. Well, he could get out get out of social media, get off of social yeah. media. Because uh, I think it had to do with somebody was saying some bad stuff about his uh, father, and uh, it well, that's really pushing the line. Yeah, it, up on but but people do that on social media, you know, because there's no there's, there's no accountability. And it's even it's even worse now uh, with uh, as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, hey, while we wait on Patty, oh, she's coming up right now. Remind me, I'll tell you about another call that immediately comes to mind, and it involves, believe it or not, Basil Hayden. <laughs> we were just uh, talking about Basil Hayden. We were just sipping Basil Hayden the other day yeah, with, our, with our good buddy Reagan. And, oh, well. uh, boy, is there anything sexier than a woman smoking a cigar? I don't know. You know, that's why women back <laughs> in the day, according to what I read, that's why they wore gloves. Oh really? Yeah. I, somebody told me that's that. That's why a long they wore white. Ago. That's why they wore white gloves. I don't know why that because it would just well, stay you, in the gloves. Here comes here comes a here comes a here comes a beautiful blonde smoking a cigar. Please, yeah, please have a seat. We're all, we're we are on air. Two, yeah, <laughs> two two women. All right. Here, Patty. Yes, have have a seat. Yes, we are we are on air. 
Okay, so uh, join Patty Bromberg. Uh, Patty, why don't you just tell us... Uh, and Francis Faulkner. Okay. Patty, why don't you tell us... <laughs> Patty's Not been Francis. here since 5.30, and it's uh, she's been having a good time since, okay, 6.30. Um, but tell us just about this event, and tell us about Bridgeways. Well, this event is, uh, we raise money for the Kathleen P. Broom Memorial Leadership Open, and it is a um, scholarship that we give out to a uh, graduating senior, and um, this year's recipients were a young girl, Nora Ellis from Thompson High School, and uh, uh, Jessica Joy Ferguson from Pelham. And we, we had a tie this year, so that has never happened. So both girls were very deserving, and they just exemplify, exemplified and carried on the legacy of Kathleen Rune, who um, uh, they started this for. And Kathleen um, was, this was her baby. Uh, it was Campfire then, and we changed our name to Bridgeways. So, but we are just and continuing that. And so what exactly is Bridgeways? We've had you on before. You've been kind enough to uh, have me talk to your group. Um, just tell us a little bit about Bridgeways and what you guys do. Um, well, we do. We have in-school programs that we do. We, do, we have like anti-bullying, links up, my choices matter, tricky people. Um, and we have... Uh, we go into the schools and the teachers actually request us. So we service about 14,000 kids in central Alabama, um, which is really unbelievable. And teachers love for us to come in because they're getting stuff that, you know, they're not getting at home or just uh, especially with things happening to kids today with the anti-bullying. That is really huge because of the Internet. And what drew you to work for Bridgeways? Well, I actually know the family. I grew up with the family, so I actually knew Kathleen. She was just a wonderful, incredible woman. Um, and her daughter, Katie, is my age. We grew up together. And um, I got to know um, Nancy Meadows, who's the um, CEO right now of Bridgeways. And she asked me to come in and help. Uh, with events because I did do events before uh, Bridgeways and I still do but um, I do like you know parties and events all kinds of stuff really and so that's what she brought me in to to help and I yeah you know, I jumped at it because it's uh, good work you know you, you have a legendary last name in this state Bromberg do you feel compelled every time you go out to really be wearing nice jewelry? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's a very, a very nice family. It's a very nice, nice family. It is. I and, know a lot um, of your family. You know absolutely. But, uh, um, Ricky and, and Frank. Yep, uh, everybody. Yeah. Yes. Lars, here's a story about Roberts, and you can you can tell me if this is true. They are the longest, oldest running family-owned business in the United States of America. I believe that's correct. I believe that is awesome. correct. My my side of the Bromberg family got out like in the forties. My um uh and started National Woodwork. So we've been out of the my side of the Bromberg family has been out of the jewelry for since about the forties. 
So, but it's we're still all family. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, I was just giving you a hard time. You know that. <laughs> you're, you're my buddy, so I, I can I can give you a hard time. You can give me a hard time. Um. So you you've been going around the course. Is every, everybody having a good time everybody out there? Everybody is having a incredible time. I mean, from the moment they got here at Backdrop to the incredible Bloody Mary bar with all kinds of toppings to. Um, this weather that is... You were getting after the shrimp earlier. Oh, we like the shrimp, yes. <laughs> we, like, we like the shrimp and the Bloody Mary. And um, this weather is almost like... I mean, I feel like there's going to be a football game tomorrow night. And what kind of, uh, <laughs> what kind of, what kind of prizes are you giving away here at the conclusion? Uh, well, the we conclusion? have some fantastic... Uh, uh, what I do is a prize table. Instead of like having four of the same thing for first place and four of the same thing for second place, I do a prize table with all kinds of stuff. And the first team gets to come up and uh, pick their stuff out. And this year I've got, I do look big bundles of actually alcohol. So I have about, I don't know, 20, 30 bottles in bundles. And that's a prize. So usually that goes first. And I have like beats, uh, what are those? Beats? Uh, headphones. Head, thank you. Yeah. Beats headphones. We've got a, one of those robotic vacuum cleaners, like a really nice one. Um, did we, you rig the raffle again I so did. I can win I the big trip? Yeah, you, the big trip. Did you ever take the big trip? No comment. <laughs> yes, the first year <laughs> you came. You actually won the grand prize. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Uh-huh. And he got a chair. And he got Come a chair. On. And I got a chair. Yes. He got a very nice ergonomic uh, office is, chair. <laughs> she was giving me a hard time about this chair. It's been in my garage forever, and I don't know what happened to it. And she wanted me to bring it back because. Apparently, this chair is worth a thousand dollars, and I thought it was like a five dollar chair. <laughs> no. I thought it was like a lawn chair. No, <laughs> Business, I'll have to give a plug to Business Interiors. They donated. It is a very nice ergonomic office I chair. Think Patty even pushed me in the chair to my car. Yes, I rolled you to ago. your car. <laughs> All right, we need to go to break, Matt. This is it. Patty, this is a wonderful deal. Thank y'all so much for coming. I, this just makes it fun. Yeah. We have a lot to complain about. Yeah, this is a bad day at the I office. Mean, if, if I wanted a Mai Tai, I guess I could order one. I'm, I'm sure you, we can make that happen. I'm, well, I'm not much for drinking on the air. You know why? <laughs> Don't, nobody knows this. I was telling Mars about it. Do you know why people slur their speech when they have too many drinks? Hmm. Alcohol engorges your tongue. Oh. That's so you how get, it's uh, absorbed into your system immediately. Uh, I so you'd be, be a tongue twister. <laughs> that, that's what you want. That's the way and I don't want to end the show with you know, a thick tongue. <laughs> Patty, great works. Thank, Thank y'all. You. Thank y'all so much. Let's hope we raise a lot of money and keep, well, keep tell doing. Tell us real quick. Can they go online and find you? People, absolutely. To the they can okay. go to www.bridgewaysal.org, or um, they can um, go to our Facebook page. Um, Bridgeways, and there's a donate button on either one of those. So come find us. Come find me. Um, come play next year. Be a team.
perfect. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you did pray for this day. I did. And you got the weather you wanted. I did. So you have a direct line to the man upstairs. I have a direct line, and we all have a direct line. You just have to tap into it. Absolutely. And uh, I have tapped into that line many times and had the best weather for just about every event we've had. So thank you, Jesus. (laughs) On that, we can certainly go to break on Big News Sports. the next Inside the Locker Room with Coach Wimp Sanderson and Barry Sanderson. Tune in Friday. We'll discuss the Florida-Utah game. We'll talk with Coach Sonny Smith in the second hour. We'll get you ready for the weekend of all the great SEC action. Inside the Locker Room, weekdays 7 to 9 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Okay. Weekday mornings at 6 a.m. The Martin Houston Show. Join us tomorrow for a free-for-all Friday on the Martin Houston Show, man. We're going to be talking keys to victory. We're going to talk uh, score prediction. We're going to talk about Alabama wins. If we invite you to get in on the conversation, we'll see you and talk to you tomorrow. Catch the Martin Houston Show from 6 to 7 weekday mornings on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today in the upper 80s at 88. Mostly fair tonight, below 69. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds. The chance of a few passing showers or thunderstorms during the day. The high at 84. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 85 degrees in Tuscaloosa. More Big Noon Sports coming up. Back in to Big Noon Sports. Lars and Matt, we are hanging at Greystone Legacy on a picture-perfect Thursday afternoon. Uh, just a programming note, we will be at uh, Innisfree tomorrow in Tuscaloosa from 12 to 2. Love to uh, just see see as many of you as possible. Come down and enjoy a, a great lunch, and uh, we'll, we'll talk some sports. And I know, Matt, uh, we're, we're both really looking forward to going to Innisfree. When we were in there last week, there was a board over there, and it said a meet and three for nine ninety nine, I said, you know, that's a college kid's budget. Although the budgets of college kids today are a lot larger than they were when you and I were there. But I said, does that include two? And they said, no, three. Three vegetables and a meat. So uh, that's a heck of a deal. Not to mention, come on by and we'll talk some college football. I'm going to talk to people at Tide, see if we can't get a live mic. And somebody wants to come up there and ask a question. You know, it's easier than a phone call. So it is free uh, right there going into downtown from the campus. Uh, you really can't miss it. And uh, those that are familiar with Innisfree and Tuscaloosa know it's been there a while. Yeah, and uh, Laura Lee Thompson is going to join us. Uh, she's going to be hanging out for um, uh, uh, quite a bit, the, the, the Bama broker. Uh, and uh, we're going to have a, a bunch of different guests uh, filter through. And we're also going to have uh, several uh, guests coming through here uh, in the second hour. 
there's uh, uh, quite a few uh, former Alabama players that are on the course and uh, they are just starting to wrap up and as they come off we are going to grab them and get their thoughts on all things Crimson Tide. Uh, we're going to be joined by the, uh, Steve Irvine here uh, at the top of the hour. A uh, longtime sports writer who has uh, basically covered everything. And, 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 and Matt, I, I, I didn't know Steve that well until you introduced me to him. I knew of him. And I, I've just always been just so impressed with uh, Steve and and um, how he conducts himself, not just on air, but how he practices journalism. He does it the right way. He absolutely does. He absolutely does. I, and and, and, and I, I just have I, I have an appre- I just have an appreciation for that because I see so many people do it the wrong way. Is it? You see a lot more. Yes. Today. Than yes. you did when you first came, and so do I. Uh, yes. That was probably a really lame question because I think well, it's just the, av- uh, the average fan could answer that, and yeah. I hope they recognize it. Yeah. Um, the the rush to be first has just absolutely uh, it's destroyed careers because you get stuff you get you get it wrong, and uh, and also. I think too many journalists, uh, if they have a, uh, a scoop, right, uh, they'll go with that and not realize or not uh, fully grasp the long-term ramifications of, uh, say, burning a relationship, burning a bridge. And uh, you always need to weigh, hey, is it really that important to uh, uh, disseminate this information about a particular individual? Rather than just uh, you know kind of holding on to it and preserving the relationship you have with that individual, and I think that is a big reason why you have uh, big time athletes, big time coaches. They have been burned by uh, reporters over and over, and that's why the animosity, or one big reason why there's more animosity between sort of the players and coaches and the media than ever before and that's why access has been limited like never before well and and i understand that um and, and i think that or do you do you agree that, do you agree with yeah. my analysis there oh yeah i i agree 100 percent and uh it is uh it, it has troubled me because those troublemakers part of my redundancy there but they've made it very difficult for the rest of us and to be honest with you they've made it difficult on the fans because when you limit our access, you limit the fans' ability to consume it. And that's uh, I brought that up. Not sorry, but, we did because I wanted to, I wanted to go to a couple other topics. Okay, we well, can I just ask you one thing? Can, sure, can I just ask sure. you one thing real quick? Do you think the fans, because of what we were just talking about, do they know less about the players now than they did, say, fifteen years ago? I think they know about what. Oh, yes. In answer to your question, yes. Uh, I think when it comes to actual football, that kind of stuff, um, it's a little bit the same but less. But what they know a lot less of is that the second-drink tackle's father played on the national championship team for Nebraska in 93. Yeah. Did they win in 94? Uh, 94. Oh, my bad. My bad. But you don't get features. Do you see a lot of features on players now? No, we used to we used to do at least two, at least one or two a week on either an Alabama or Auburn player. 
It's just a gift. You don't see that. And maybe that's kind of a trend with the media, too. Okay, quickly, because we're about to get real busy. we got Ross yeah. coming on, uh, Steve Irvine, and, and then Reagan from r and um, Let's see. Have you read about the U.S. open odor? <laughs> that's a loaded question. <laughs> no, but I want to hear about it. Right, Oddly. Uh, on one specific court, I think they said it was court 17. That means absolutely nothing, Matt. Uh, girl was serving, and she stopped, and she just kind of looked around. Somebody was smoking pot very close <laughs> to her, and she said it was distracting. Well, you know, there's only one odor like marijuana, right? I mean, it's it's pretty distinctive. Um, and, and she said something about it in her post match comments and i was just gonna ask you have you ever been to a public event a sporting event like that where it was just all of a sudden concerts don't count <laughs> no but have you ever been to one where suddenly you just go man somebody just fired up a dude <laughs> you and i were driving together into tuscaloosa the other day we were in the car windows were rolled up and i looked at you and i'm like who's smoking weed and it was a, a guy. It was, sign, right? Yeah, we were at a stop sign. It was it was the guy in the car right next to us. It's crazy, but I can't remember being at a sporting event now and, and smelling it. But it's got to the point now where you can. Uh, you're not. Would that be distracting to you? It would be distracting to me if I was a professional yeah. tennis player. I, I, and I think they went back and looked at all the video camera to see if. See if they could find the person that was doing it. By the way, that's pretty brash. Are you gonna find you gonna fire up marijuana in the middle of a U.S. Open match? But you're right. It, it sounds strange. Next hour, we'll talk about what odors would distract you if you're serving. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, we get back at the top of the hour. What is the we'll worst talk. thing you've ever smelled, Matt? Oh, uh, let's do that at two o'clock. <laughs> Wow. Now, see, you've distracted me. Uh, you're listening to Big News Sports. We come to you live from Legacy at Greystone. Please go to ridgeways.com, and you'll see what we're talking about. Back in a minute. If you're a home... Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. A Town Square Media Station. That may be, you can forget about it. Touchdown, Alabama. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. This is the Big Noon Sports Network. We are back live. Great Salt Legacy. 
Edwards Golf Course today in honor of the fine folks that work on bridgeways. Take care of our youth, young people. Learn to care, connect, and contribute. And you just heard from Patty Bromberg speaking about that. And we're going to speak about some college football coming up tonight at Protective. And I know one person that will be there. That's Steve Irvine. Steve joins us as he often does just about weekly now. Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter with Steve. What's up? Well, I hate it for you guys if you got to spend the day at the golf course. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's rough. There's a, there's a, 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 a we're looking at two waterfalls, two waterfalls here, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's, number nine uh, tees right up there. And and by the way, I walked over here. I mean, I, I just live right there. So it's cool. <laughs> right, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I'm, I'm right around the corner. <laughs> okay. uh, Steve, let's jump right on the Blazers. Uh, is this a slam dunk win? I'll lead, I'll lead with my jaw here. It's North Carolina A&T, which I'm familiar more with their basketball program. But um, is this a is this a layup for Trent Dilfer in his first effort? Well, it should be. I mean, I, I think this it's a pretty good program. But you know, I think they're they're a little down right now. You know, they just had a coaching change and. I don't know if down's the right word, but they had a coaching change. And so I think there's a lot of unknowns with them right now. And it's been a really, really, really solid program over the years. You know, probably five, six years ago, maybe a little bit more than that. It, it might have been the best uh, HBCU in the country for like three three years in a row. You know, they're really, really, really good. And and, and, and it's a very steady program. But I, I just don't think right now that it's, uh, you know, with the change, I think there's a, it's going to be a little, it might not be a great season for them. But you know, you, you you never know, and and uh, it, it'd be interesting to see what uh, you know how how Trent Dilfer's first team reacts to this. Steve, what is the best case scenario for UAB when you just look at the entire season? What is the win total for the the ceiling, and what would be the basement? Well, I, I you know I've said all along, I, I think that you, you kind of start at getting the six wins. I really think it's, and I've said all along too, I really think it's a bowl eligible team. And then you go from there. You know, you go from, you know, kind of six to me is the, is the line you start at. And then if you stay healthy, I think it can be a, you know, this can be a, you know, eight, nine win team. If you have a lot of, you know, problems with injuries or, or different things, uh, you know, then maybe, you know, maybe you don't make a bowl. But I, I you know, I, I think it's a bowl team right now. And, and just however the, you know, if the football gods are smiling on them, then, you know, then, then it, it could be better than that. Let me uh, ask you about the offense, uh, in particular, quarterback and running back. Zeno will start. He's the transfer from Baylor, correct? Correct. Yeah. Right. Uh, and big shoes to fill in the backfield. Is uh, is Brown going to get a, a lot of carries tonight? Well, I, you know, I, I'm, that's, that's going to be interesting to see because, you know, he had um, – he got banged up in at at the end of the spring and ended up having uh, basically had his knee cleaned. You know, had a little a little knee surgery, a little pro- knee process that, that happened there, and he's he's uh, he's he's totally clear to go. Uh, has been has been strong during the camp. Uh, looks uh, looks strong, but I don't know that they're gonna. I think they're probably gonna ease him in a little bit. And and really, they're six deep at running back and six really good. And with with Isaiah Jacobs right now is. is has been so good in camp that, that, you know, I think that you can ease him in and you can, 
have a lot of success success with at the running back position. So we'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how many carries he gets. But I don't I don't see him getting a lot of, you know a lot of work tonight just because I don't think they need it tonight. Steve, um, you've been covering college football for a long time. Uh, what about this Alabama team intrigues you the most, and what are you going to be looking at on Saturday night uh, at Bryant Denny? Well, I mean, the two things. The one thing that obviously the the quarterback position is intriguing, just because you don't know, uh, you know. So I think that's that's going to be something that you look for. But but I also I, I I'm really looking forward to seeing just their offensive style. What do they, what what do they do? You know, with, with Tommy Reese, how's it, how's it going to be different? Or, or you know, are they going to? You know, kind of go back to the uh, the old you know pounded out and running you know the running game leading the way uh, type of thing. Uh, so it, it, to me, it's it's really going to be intriguing. And not that you're going to see all that on Saturday because I, I don't think that uh, you know <laughs> I hate to say it, but I you know I I don't think that the the opponents that you know was that tough. And and so I don't know that you're going to see everything. But I think you'll be able to see uh, sort of the uh, kind of the soul of the team and just kind of how you how they operate. So those, those to me are kind of what I'm looking for, at least at least in week one. I want to get back to UAB for just a second because I'm very intrigued to see just what his personality is on the sideline. Trent Dilfer, uh, is, does he call plays? How does that work? Well, he's going to be, uh, you know, Alex Mortensen will call offensive plays and and Sione, Sione Talfo will call defensive plays, but, but Trent Dilfer is going to be very involved with both. You know, now he, you know, he's, he's kind of said that, uh, you know, he'll be there and he'll be, you know, making suggestions. There'll be times that he makes a call. Uh, but for the most part, he's going to let the coordinators call it. And, uh, and, and, you know, and I expect to see, he's an animated guy. So I expect to see a lot of animation. I, you know, I, I, I think he's going to be an excitable guy to sideline, and I don't mean really like like yelling to officials or anything like that. I just think that he's just naturally, you know, kind of an exuberant guy. So I think you're going to you're going to be um, entertained, I think, by him a lot on the sideline. All right, let's jump down to Auburn taking on the Minutemen of UMass, who have actually played and won a game. But uh, this is not a story football program. I. I feel like Auburn will win by a greater man, uh, margin than uh, than Alabama will. I think so. I you know, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think that um, it, you know, again, I, I really look forward to seeing what what they do offensively. Just uh, you know how much how much they're able to do of what of what Hugh Freeze does, and, and so that'll be that'll be interesting. And you know, UMass. I mean, they beat New Mexico State, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure really that counts. Of uh, you know winning a, winning a college football they're game, but uh, and have you know, forever. Oh, yeah, New yeah. Now they've had a, they've had a couple years that, that you know that, that where they win a bowl game, which is great for that program. But but yeah, so I, I you know I don't expect this to be much, but 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 I do. Uh, I, I am looking forward to seeing again how they operate and what what they do, and you know how Thorne is, you know how he plays, and you know I don't know that Robbie Ashford I know is banged up a little bit, but. You know, so you know, just kind of see the rotation, what they do there, uh, what they do to rotation and running back. You know, I mean, I just think there's a lot of there's so many new guys on that team. It's going to be really, really, really intriguing to watch them over the first, you know, two or three weeks 
on you know on, on on are they meshed already or will they mesh or where you know will, will they not mesh and I mean I just think it's going to be really a fun little journey to watch uh, you know that many guys try to come together. Steve, with uh, week one literally kicking off uh, here just in a few hours, uh, this is kind of a prediction time for all sports writers uh, and sports commentators. Who uh, are your four teams that will make the college football playoffs as we sit here on uh, October, or excuse me, August 31? Well, you know, oh boy, that's, um, I think Alabama and Georgia are there. Uh, Georgia, I don't know. I mean, Georgia to me is, is, I mean, they still have so much talent, but I, I'm going Alabama, Georgia. Um, you know, I hadn't really thought of it that much because I'm just thinking about other stuff. Um, you know, obviously Ohio State has a lot of talent. You know, Michigan, you know, Michigan is, is, is going to be intriguing with, you know, if they're, I, you know, I really want to watch them play to watch their offensive line. I've heard so much about how good their offensive line is, and and you know now you got to see them against the right people to really see if they, you know, how good they are. But you know, I think probably the winner, Ohio State or Michigan, will will be there, and and uh, you know from there, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really, I haven't thought about that much, Lars. I really haven't because because I'm not, uh, and I've said this before, I hate preseason predictions. I hate them. They mean nothing to me. I mean, because it's just, you know, and I understand why we do it. It's, you know, I understand that. But I just, I'm just not a fan of them. I don't really think about it that much because it just really means nothing. Steve, what do you expect? And speaking of that, go ahead and give me a score for tonight. <laughs> yeah, give, give us another prediction. Speaking of me, nothing. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go forty-five to seven. I think Dilfer for an UAB Blazer faithful would be really all right with that. I think I'll take that. I have a feeling, Steve, that uh, tomorrow Trent Dilfer will be one of the big stories uh, coming out of uh, the games uh, today. Yeah, do you agree? I think so. Yeah, because I think so. Because I think we're, we're. I think the the country is really wondering what's going to happen with this, and and if it's, um, you know, if he comes out and 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 they they really look sharp and they you know they blow you know they they. You know, blow a team out that they should blow out. And I, I, I think that, you know, people gonna, you know, pay attention. And then if they come out and struggle, you know, the people who are saying that he's gonna struggle are gonna go, I oh, see, we told you so, even though it's a, w- a week into it. But no, I think, I think there's gonna be a lot of people looking at this game, trying to figure out, uh, you know, just what, what he has and, and, you know, who he is as a coach. And not that, I mean, obviously that's, the, you know, you can't tell after week one, I don't care who you are. But uh, but there will be a lot of attention, I think. Been awesome catching up with you. We got a full boat out here at Greystone Legacy. When we do this next year, you just come out here with us, all right? Okay, all right. Now, they got a putt putt course because I don't really, I don't really play golf, but anymore. Practice, so practice putting green is about one hundred yards from me. Okay, and I can well, put six in the water before I got it on that green. <laughs> I hear you. Not very good anymore. Not that I was there. All right, Steve. Good luck tonight. We'll talk to you soon. I appreciate you guys. All right. Bye-bye. You betcha. Thank you, Steve. Uh, 
Steve Irvine. Do I rip? Gee, I forgot to ask him. Uh, he's picking up some freelance assignments. Now I can't remember what they are, so I'd like to plug him. Follow him. You can find him on Twitter, I'm sure. Excuse Robbie Glenn is coming it, up next. Is it X? Uh, Robbie yeah. Glenn will be with us on the other side of the break. You're listening to Big Dance Sports. Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today in the upper 80s at 88. Mostly fair tonight, the low 69. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds. The chance of a few passing showers or thunderstorms during the day. The high at 84. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 87 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports. That'd get a whole lot better than this. If it were, it would be tomorrow. From noon until 2, we will be at Innisfree there in Tuscaloosa, serving up some meat and free. They got some vegetables, and of course, you know, with Innisfree, you're going to be able to find a really good quality cold beer. At exactly 8.30 and 30 seconds this morning, I got a phone call. Uh, we were supposed to tee off at 8.30, and uh, Robbie Glenn... Uh, former Alabama baseball player who uh, helped us cover Alabama baseball this year um, played in, in our group and Robbie informed me you were late yeah <laughs> you cannot be late you, and, you know it's just part of it you know when you play sports you're, you're not late you get there early you warm up you get ready to go my, my stepfather is a uh, full bird colonel and he tells me you're either early or late there's no, there's no on time. There's no nothing. And the thing is, the one thing I love to do more than anything is play golf, and I can't believe I was late. Well, you made up for it, though. You smacked it right down the middle, and you birdied the first hole. Well, and thank actually, you. I did play good in the first hole. <laughs> I don't know what happened after that, but... Uh, yeah. uh, but it sounds like, you know, I had to leave our foursome after the 13th hole, and that's when you guys really kicked it into overdrive. <laughs> we, we did. We started uh, playing well, and... Uh, I don't know if it was you or we had a, a that late young lady Francis was riding around with us and since you couldn't that you probably, ride back yeah and so yeah our uh, you guys are probably Rich inspired. And I started down yeah. I started hitting the ball better it, it it was fun so so what did we end up at I didn't have the score fifteen fifteen under yeah all right I think we, I think we got a I think we got a chance here to win really this whole well thing. in the back it was a, it was fun played really well after I left fifteen under. minus fifteen. Uh, that's good. That's great. Um, okay, Robbie, uh, we've talked a lot about your son, Stryker. Um, he's going through a, a challenging time right now. Uh, eight years old. Just to, to tell our listeners sort of the, the whole story about Stryker and Stryker Strong and the golf tournament that you have coming up. Yeah, I do. And, uh, you know, first of all, I'm thankful you all invited me out here. Anytime we can help with any other charities and especially with kids involved um we're all in and it was nice when i walked up and everyone's like hey striker's dad and then you know how striker he's got a huge following and you know he's, he's had a tough tough four and a half years um and it's getting harder uh he's got two with his brain injury you know is a everyday fight and uh so now now he has two dislocated hips to top it off and there's nothing they can do about it. Um, can't have surgery because he's 
too weak to be put under and can't go through the therapy of the scars and the body cast because it's a two-year process and he doesn't have two years to live is what the diagnosis is. So why would we put our son through that? So we just, my wife and I deal with it uh, day and night, but we have a a lot of supporters. Um, So we, this golf tournament has taken off. Striker Strong is is Friday, September 22nd at Highland Park. And we raise money for kids with brain injuries, uh, kids with his syndrome, TBRS, Cat Brown-Raman syndrome. We also help uh, Miracle League uh, with some of their sports need with kids uh, with special needs. We help some other uh, local charities that deal with uh, kids also with special needs. And any way we can get Striker's name out there and help, we're all for. Um, 288 golfers are signed up, sponsors on every hole, and we're just we're blessed with all that. And it's, it's been really nice. And I, I hate Striker's having to go through this to touch this many people, but it's also a, it's a blessing. Also, you know, um, I, I've told you this so many times, Robbie, and, and we are good personal friends. Like, I, I'm just amazed at the strength of you and your wife, and the fact that you know you don't bring in caregivers. It is just it's you and your wife, twenty four seven. It is, and we we tried the caregivers at the beginning, and um, you know, and a lot of them, and it's not their fault, but some of them are older, and Striker is a lot of work and some of them couldn't pick him up if anything went wrong um and we have some friends that'll come help uh that are nurses um that are great friends of ours and let Lindsay, my wife take a shower so she can step away and do that and but no we uh we don't leave we don't have trips anymore we don't uh it's you know i go somewhere and she stays or she goes somewhere and i stay and and that's our that's our life right now and uh but again you know it's tough. It's really hard. Yeah. But he's here, and so that's also a blessing that I get to see that smile every day. And even if he cries or if he gets sick, he's still going to find a way to smile. So you know, it, that is it. Really, is uh, amazing. Uh, I brought my kids over to uh, see Striker. I don't know a couple months ago, and just the the smile that he beamed out at, at Lincoln and Autumn and Farah. And uh, I, I tell my kids uh, all the time about Stryker, and and uh, I think his legacy or his his impact is going to be so far-reaching. It, 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 you know, my mindset is even, you know, and you hate to have those words in your mouth, but even when Stryker passes, my goal is to keep Stryker strong going and and keeping his name and helping kids all the way down. And that is my goal, and because he does have a big following, and and I think we reach a lot of people, and we help a lot of people. Um, but again, my mindset is that way now. When that happens, I, you know, it's going to be hard. So, have with you, that said, I'm, that's that's what we're, the goal is right now to keep it going because I, I want Striker to continue. Have you talked to other parents around the country who have children that have the same affliction as Striker? Yes, um, with his syndrome. Uh, we've talked to a few with brain injuries or, but see, there's other ailments that kids go through, um, you know, cancer and stuff that kids go through and, you know, parents giving up what they need to do. And so, yeah, we talked to a bunch of people and it all helps, but it's still hard and on them and us. Um, so there's really, sometimes you just like to talk to some people, um, and get some stuff off your chest. Uh, me and my wife. It's a it's a tough situation there, and, and and we know, but we do we have a big following and support group with family and friends, and 
happy, you know, uh, talking to y'all on the air with sports and everything keeps me going and golf tournaments and my friends and, and, and that's how we keep pushing through. And like I said, Strikers finds a way to smile and, uh, he will when you're, when you're hurting, he will smile somehow and you just, it makes it all better for a little bit. I was joking with you that every time I see you, uh, <laughs> you look like you've gotten bigger. Like, I mean, in a good way. Like, you've been working <laughs> out, obviously. <laughs> yep. And, and you can hit the ball about 500 yards. Yeah, I don't know where it's going, but uh, <laughs> I started hitting the ball better there at the end. But, yeah, it, you know, when you're at the house, um, again, it's, it's, you, you so do it's, a lot of push-ups. Yeah, so working it's physical out, a lot of exercise, a uh, good you release have to, for you. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'll go in and rep out. I'm not repping out 300 dips at one time, but I will do 300 a day and Jeez. on the dip board. And I, I try to do whatever I can because one, I got to still pick him up. My wife can't do it anymore, uh, with his dislocated hips. I have to do it every day. And, uh, so that's my goal is to, you know, keep fit and keep working and it is a stress reliever. And. Uh, going back to your golf tournament really quick, uh, it, it's, it's uh, I assume it's like pretty much sold out. Oh, it's it, yeah, I can't. I have a waiting list of teams. Uh, people can still come out, uh, be involved. Sponsors, yeah, we're, we're pretty full of sponsors too. We only got three weeks, but a lot of people like to come out and just be involved. We're giving away a golf cart. We're giving away door prizes. There's food. There's a DJ that plays Dustin from Tuscaloosa with Elite Productions. Just does a great job. And, you know, I just and if y'all are going to speak on the air, oh, yeah, there's we'll a lot of athletes that come out, and uh, it's fun just to come out and be involved that. with the food. Uh, we have gun giveaway, just everything that can be going on. It's 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 a party, but for a good cause. And uh, strikerstrong.org is how you find out everything, and you can also follow him on there, and it has a video of him and how it happened and what we do and and how to get involved. Um, and again, we're trying to help kids all the way around. So if someone has a story. Like, we're uh, getting involved with uh, Cindy at Redmond Vodka. Um, she has an ALS tournament coming up at Highland in October. And, you know, they're supportive of us, so we're going to support that. Any, anything we can do to help, you know, community, we're, we're getting involved. Matt, I, I, I kid you not, on, what, was it the second hole? Second hole. Uh, it's a, a part three, and we are approaching the green. And we see a older gentleman walking up a hill that is right next to the green, and he's carrying an AK-47. Yeah, so that, that, that was a little, little It was a little distressing. A man comes walking out of the wood with a assault rifle. He comes rifle. Come walking no out of the woods. <laughs> I called. Like, I, I, I called Patty Bromberg, and I'm like, Patty, what's going on here? And she's like, You're joking. You're joking. I'm like, No. Uh, we might be past tense here in about 10 seconds, so you might want to send somebody out here. My first thought, that was a heck of a way to fish right there. There was a pond, so I was like, man, that's easy fishing right there. He's just shooting the fish, but I don't know what was going on. Right. Apparently, he, uh, what, works here? or Yeah, he it, works it, at the course. works at the course, and it was shooting muskrat. With, with an, an AK? With an, an assault. With a silencer on it, but I... It had a silencer. It was crazy. It had a silencer on it, and I, it, I'm telling you, it was, it was a little terrifying for me. But we had a great time, a great yeah, cause, and Patty does a great job with this event, and just the, the venue is just, you know, anytime you can play Greystone Legacy, you're, you're yeah. coming out. But I'll tell you what, man, I want to take some of that action. Uh, Auburn will not do better than Bama. In point spread, I didn't say I will better. <laughs> you said we'll take no cover uh, right, more of I a point spread. All right, <laughs> all right. I, um, I just think uh, going to California is going to be tough. It's to travel, but I, I like Bama at home. But I want to see the trenches. 
I want to see us dominate there, and I want to see if we cleaned up the penalties. Everything else take care of itself. Quarterback, running backs, all that. But can we dominate the line like we used to, and can we clean up our feelings? Can we be fundamentally sound again? That's the one thing Saban, I think, wants. And quarterback stuff, he's got that. I ain't worried about that stuff. The Alabama standard. You know, I want to, yeah, I want to yeah, see, I want to see people quit fourth quarter like we used to. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard nowadays because everyone with NIL deals, people transfer, but it, I want to see that. I want to see us manhandle some people. Well, can you hang out for uh, the last uh, half hour of the show? Okay. Yep. Uh, we will be right back and we're going to talk uh, more college football with the owner of R&R Cigars and Matt and I. We're going to make some picks along with Robbie, and I'm going to keep a running total for the year, uh, picking against the spread, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. So, you're listening to Big Noon Sports. We'll be right back. by the Birmingham Race Course and Casino. I-459, exit 31. You could be a winner, too. Looking Sports Talk in Alabama. This is Big Noon Sports. Welcome back to Big Noon Sports. Matt, Lars, and Reagan from R&R is with us. Reagan, what's going on in T-Town right now? You sitting out on that balcony having a nice smoke and a good bourbon? Uh, well, I'm not drinking, but uh, <laughs> I haven't had any sense. But uh, no, I'm having a great day. Um, it was like 70 something degrees this morning. So, I mean, it kind of was like a fall day a little bit. It was a, it was a taste of, it was a, it was a tease of fall this morning. And uh, my daughter Raina was out playing with the leaves. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely getting into fall today, but it's a nice day. We've got the music on the porch right now, and it's only 87 degrees. It doesn't feel like we're in, you know, hell currently. So, you know, yeah, come on down to the porch. Heard you guys are sitting outside. Oh, yeah, we're overlooking the putting green and, First tee, ninth hole, all the nine yards. We're out here at Greystone Legacy, and it's just a, it's a beautiful day. We're doing it for Bridgeways, and we're glad to be here. But we got to get some picks going on. Oh, Where do we start, Reagan? You pick a game and go. I I, I pick it. Okay. Um, how about Florida versus Utah? Florida plus four and a half versus Utah. Is that right? Let's see. Uh, yes, that is correct. Okay. Well, why don't you get it started? Um, you know, I, I was listening this morning, and I'm just not real confident in this edition of Florida. Um, I like Billy Napier. I don't know if he's a fit there. We're going to find out. This will be a great way for him to start out. 
but I'm going to go to one area, and that's the fact that they're a mile above sea level. Gainesville is 177 feet above sea level. Um, I don't know if Florida can keep their legs. Um, you all ever been out west and tried to go up a flight of stairs? It's brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. So, uh, I'm going to take Utah. This is a really tough game. This is a tough game for Florida. And I am, uh, I'm with you. I am going, I'm going Utah as well. Reagan? I, look, I think Billy Napier is one of the worst coaches in college football as far as head coaches go. I think he's Cajun Willie Pat. Uh, I don't think he's a bad, I don't think he's a very good coach. I think Florida's probably going to go six and six, and they're going to be wanting to fire Billy Napier at the end of the year after they get blown out by Florida State. So, having said that, four and a half seems like a lot. Uh, Utah doesn't have their starting quarterback. And because I'm just a general contrarian and you both took Florida, or you both took Utah, I'm just going to take Florida this weekend. All right, let's go. Minutes, but I'm going to take Florida. Let's go to the land of the Golden Gophers, Minnesota. Nebraska is plus seven. You know how hard it is? Like, here's the thing. I was talking with somebody last night, and Nebraska is bordered by 13 states. And out of those 13 states, they produce 13 top 300 players between all 13 of those states. Out of those top 300 players, how many did Nebraska get? They got one. I don't like I, I mean, again, and I'm going off of here a little bit personal stuff. I'm not a big uh, row the boat guy, you know. I don't really, like, I have currently have a gopher at my house, and it is digging under my house, which is also playing into my big space. I'm, I'm ready to kill this gopher. I don't know if I can kill the gopher, but, <laughs> like, but... I'm telling you, this is a big hole that this gopher has been bugging me. I need a gopher to go down this weekend, and <laughs> I and, and and for my for my sanity, you know, uh, all that stuff about how hard it is to win in Nebraska, and there's no talent on that team. They got a new head coach that couldn't get a lot of talent at the Baylor Bears, and he made it work. I don't care what happened to the Carolina Panthers. That's the NFL. This is college. Nick Saban didn't do well in the NFL. Matt Rule is actually a pretty good college coach. So I like Nebraska plus the seven uh, that they're getting. And I hope that they, I hope somebody takes care of a go for this weekend. Hopefully, maybe. I'm going to have to. Maybe both will. I'm going with Nebraska, and that's all I got to say because I'm sitting right next to Lars, and he has an AK-47. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. Uh, this is, I'm just it's a this, joke. It, it, it's joke. week one, but this is my lock of the year. I'm betting my house. I'm betting my children. I'm betting my smoking hot girlfriend. Nebraska not <laughs> only covers, they win. Wow. Okay. They win. Sure. Okay. Let's bring well, it back fun. home. No, don't tell her. Let's yeah. bring it back home. You've got okay, Auburn. Mark. 
Come back to earth a little bit. Auburn takes on UMass. The Tigers are... Click that phone again for me. Uh, Tigers are 35 and a half point dog. Excuse me. Favors, kid. Oh, they're that's favorites. The way, that's the way it read. Yeah. They're the favorites. But how I, I, I bummed that up, I'll never know. Who you got, Auburn or UMass? Uh, UMass sucks. Like, UMass is, like, the only team that, like, doesn't win games, like, ever. Uh, I think they had Walt Bell as their coach, and that guy was, like, honestly one of the stupidest coaches that ever heard. Uh, Walt Bell was a total moron. Uh, and UMass, I, like, I, didn't they, like, they, they're, like, one of those schools that, like, I'm surprised they're playing football this week because, you know, I suppose it would be a little bit too much for them. Uh, but UMass is about as scary as COVID is, too. So um, I'm going to take Auburn and the 35 and a half uh, and two threes. Like, there's no way two threes doesn't just sit there at UMass. I, I think there's one thing you need to factor, not that Hugh Freeze is in a habit of running scores up, but I think he's going to score late uh, if he can. Uh, I don't think he's going to be throwing 50-yard fly patterns with four minutes oh, left no, in Hugh the Freeze game. Oh, no, Hugh Freeze runs scores up. Hugh Freeze runs scores no. up. He does. So that, I think that factors in. So uh, I'm taking Auburn and Lars. I'm going UMass. I don't UMass. Think, uh, yeah, the, the, the question at quarterback, it's going to take a while for uh, Auburn to work in the new quarterback. I think the offense is not going to click right away, and I'm taking 35 and a half points and going UMass. All right, we saved the best for last year, Reagan. You got Alabama at home, obviously. 39 and a half points versus the Blue Raiders. Reagan, break it down and give us your pick. I think that Alabama could run up, could run, could line up in the triple option, and Jalen Milrow doesn't have to throw a single pass. And I think Alabama would score probably 70 versus Middle Tennessee State. Now, I understand Middle Tennessee State beat Miami Hurricanes last year. Okay, wow. Miami Hurricanes. Uh, but having said that, Miami Hurricanes suck. I'm sorry to the three listeners out here that might be Hurricanes fans. I really apologize, but Mario Cristobal's not your guy. Uh, I, I I really this one seems this one seems to be people overthinking it. Uh, this has this is like the classic. 55 to 7 game or 55 to 14. Uh, I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Um, I mean, I don't, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. And guess what? You're not going to know who the starter is until next week anyway. Because it's not like they're going to have to do it. Like, if Melrose throws five kicks versus the Tennessee State, then I guess you would probably not start versus Texas and vice versa. I don't think you're going to get a lot of clarity about the quarterback situation after this game because I do think it's important to keep Texas preparing for both you know, over the course of next week. But regardless of who the quarterback is, if it's 
you know, if it's uh, if it's loner gas, I think this one's a blowout. Now, Alabama's easy cover thirty nine and a half or so. All right, Lars. Um, easy pick for him. He takes Alabama. I'm taking Alabama. Jalen Milrow runs for over 100, throws for over 200, RTR. Hey, as we close out here, okay. Reagan, um, if Lars and I were to walk up on your new porch, by the way, um, what is the first cigar and bourbon you would offer me this afternoon? Oh, man. Let's see. First cigar and bourbon. Well, the first cigar is obviously the Cabernet Sauvignon. That's my favorite cigar. That's the cigar that the coaches smoke after the game. That's what a lot of the players smoke after the game. Unofficial number two cigar the Tennessee weekend. Uh, and then I would get you. Uh, you know what? I would have a nice yellow stone for you. I tried that. I tried that with your dad, and I liked it. Yeah, there you go. See, me and Randy sometimes are on the same page. Yellowstone, great bourbon, one of our favorites. Uh, You know, so you'd have a really good pairing there. Awesome. Well, we will do this again next week. And if you're in the Tuscaloosa area, even if you're not, even if you're Greystone with us, Go to R&R and enjoy exactly what we've just talked about. Reagan, thanks a lot. Best to Randy and the gang around there. We will see you guys later. Y'all stay Y'all stay cool today at the outside. Oh, it's beautiful. God bless. Talk to you, Reagan. See ya. All right. You're listening to Big Noon Sports with Matt and Lars out at Greystone watching some golf. We'll be right back and wrap up the show. Weekday mornings at 6 a.m. The Martin Houston Show. Join us tomorrow for a free-for-all Friday on the Martin Houston Show, man. We're going to be talking keys to victory. We're going to talk uh, score prediction. We're going to talk about Alabama wins. If we invite you to get in on the conversation, we'll see you and talk to you tomorrow. Catch the Martin Houston Show from 6 to 7 weekday mornings on Tide 100.9. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, it's Gary Harris coming up Friday morning on the TGIF edition of the Gary Harris Show. Adam Amin from Fox Sports, the Auburn Report with Brett Pritchard, plus my SEC point spread predictions for week one, and the Bama Football Trivia Contest will give away a national championship print from the 2020 season. All that and more. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today in the upper 80s at 88. Mostly fair tonight, below 69. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds. The chance of a few passing showers or thunderstorms during the day. The high at 84. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 87 degrees in Tuscaloosa. From T-Town to the Plains. This is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Back on Big Noon Sports, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, 
along with Robbie Glenn as we broadcast our final segment from Greystone Legacy for the wonderful folks to Patty represents and uh, Bridgeways. Look them up, uh, Google them, make a contribution or donate some time. All right, guys, I want to I want to wrap it up with a with an interesting question. I want you you guys to chime in on this. I read it on AL.com earlier this morning or early this morning. At um, you know, one thing that has we've lost that I always like are tickets, hard tickets that you use to get into games or concerts. You save them, you know? You want that Alabama-Auburn ticket from 85, okay? Well, you don't get those anymore. Just a, a, a quick comment. I missed that. You used to have your favorite players on those tickets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I collect them. The characters yeah. of the tiger and the, the elephant. Yeah, it has some players, though, like, well, you know, Barker was one-on-one. I remember having. Well, Alabama is going to offer you the opportunity if you purchase a ticket, you can go online, and uh, for $15, they'll get you a ticket. Ah! Wow. Fifteen. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, I was I objected to them charging for Fan Day until I realized that that was going to the collective, and then, you know, not in the long run directly, that helps the University of Alabama football program. But every time you throw on one of these charges, I just go... Man, really? There, what? What do you pay for the ticket to begin with? I, th- I think you can get into uh, a game. Now, Middle Tennessee State's different, but the average cost of the ticket's like ninety-two dollars, and then these other people that are paying the licensing fees, you're getting into five and six and seven thousand dollars and more. I guess to them it doesn't matter. If you throw in another $15, does it, Robbie? Yeah, doesn't at all. And I, I tell you right now, that second game against Texas ain't going to be uh, $92. No. That ticket. No, that, that will <laughs> be, uh, be, be one of the most uh, uh, coveted tickets in all of college football this year. Hey, guys, I wanted to ask you a quick question before we uh, wrap up the show. Aside from the action on the field at game day at Brian Denny, what is your favorite part? Of game day, I'll start with you, Matt. It's it's easy, and it's been that way since I was a student. And you know, the student section usually gets there early. Back in my fraternity days, you had to get there early to save seats, and we wore suits or at least a sport coat. God, it was brutal. Yes. But when Alabama's band, the million dollar band, is in the student section, locked in, and they play the fight song, just. Even talking about it gives me chills. Robbie, what's yours? That is is a great, I love that too, but probably my best one now is now with the bear coming on talking at pregame and you have the best hits on the jumbo screen of all time. The football, you know, some of the best hits from Derek Thomas and everybody. And then the uh, thunder and you start hearing it and the crowd gets into it and you're watching the locker room at Alabama on the big screen. And then doors kick over, and they're saving with a big old lineman behind them. You ready to go to war, boy? I get fired up for that. That is a great tradition right there. Does the technology exist? I, want, I, want, I really wanted to ask Greg Byrne this. Does the technology exist to have a hologram of Bear Bryant walking onto the field or leaning against leaning the goal, against the goal, leaning against the goal be, post? Leaning against the goal post? With AI, you could have him actually address the crowd. Yes. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, you can't. But, uh, My favorite part of game day is uh, is the quad. 
and, and just uh, reconnecting with friends, bringing friends uh, to the quad for the first time for uh, a tailgate. And, uh, just uh, it, it, it's it's what transpires outside of the stadium to me as I've gotten older is actually more important than what transpires inside of the stadium. When you were in school, Robbie, was there anybody on the quad game day? Yeah, I know was. there wasn't when I was a couple of guys there, playing. There was a couple and of guys playing frisbee. Time, we kind of did the uh, off the quad kind of tailgating parties or wherever we went. Maybe it was Harry's or wherever we went to pregame and, and cook before we hit the field. Harry's. Yeah, Harry's was awesome back in the day. And uh, but yeah, great time for sidetrack, you know. You, uh, I used to own the sidetrack. Yeah, at least I certainly paid my share of rent. We had a good time there. Burgers and beer on Friday. Oh, God. Uh, so would you go to games with your uh, baseball teammates? Yeah, we were. Yeah, that, that's who you went with, your teammates. You know, we had to go somewhere and then walk on over because we all stayed at uh, Crimson Towers. Yeah, a lot of them are the apartments. And just walk on over the game and enjoy it and have a good time. I bet baseball playing football players would show up for your games, your baseball games, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, well, we had a lot of football. We had Philip Doyle. Uh, yeah, he played both. He was a good player. Yeah. Everybody, everybody Chris was is... playing back then. Uh, Boo, Derek Warren. So, all those guys played both. Come back out. So, yeah, everybody was close back then. Is there a favorite game that sticks out in your mind from when you were a, a student and, and playing baseball, but in, in football? Was there a favorite game that, that uh, really, uh, uh, that you, like, tell your friends about well of course going to the miami you know at miami when we win the national championship was one of the best because they didn't give us a chance and miami was out there early we're all celebrating and oh y'all afraid to come out because bama didn't even come out for a while and they were out there and their shirts off and talking the crowd and, and also the fatigues end, they were a bunch, yeah, wearing a bunch yeah, of fatigues. The fatigues and then yeah. the, the end zone opened up and the whole team ran out as one and it was like the whole crowd went up so that was great do but, you remember what miami did uh, and it, I, this is this was the final straw as far as we're about to whip the Canes' butts. When Alabama ran onto the field, Miami turned their backs to them. Yeah, that, do you remember that? Yeah. And then when that aggravated me, brother Bill came up with that defense eleven on the line at one time. You saw Geno Dredd didn't know what to do. But probably my favorite game of all time was at Tennessee when Philip Doyle kicked the game-winning field goal with no time left. And he also got hit. Remember, he had a bloody lip talking on him, but he made the field goal, so it was good. He was, he was roughing the passer. But the craziest thing, we celebrated, had the best time. And I swear, Philip Doyle was at our apartment partying 45 minutes later. Like, I, I felt like he just got, I was like, how did that happen? I mean, it wasn't 45 minutes, but it seemed like it. Like, they get on the plane right away and just fly back. And he was, like, coming in and celebrating. That was probably one of my favorite that's games a, right there when he kicked the game winning on it like that was great that's a cool memory um okay one more question for you guys before we got to get out when did you first realize that things were going to be different under nick saban was there a game was there a play wow was there just a, a just a, a, a mindset and i'll go first it was the a-day game when there was 96,000 96, people. people showed up, that's when I knew that uh, the uh, <laughs> Messiah had arrived. I don't really know, Robbie. I don't know. Maybe when I started seeing the size of the players that started coming to Bama, 
just the five stars and just the excitement that he brought. But yeah, A Day was a big one. I've just seen everybody come out and the passion that got involved in. Um, but when you start bringing in players like Trent Richardson, and Julio Jones, and all these Julio, Julio, yeah, just you know, <laughs> players that were just the mindset of them and how good they were is just wow. Alabama just bought in, and when he took charge of the whole program, like that was it was his way. And that, that was that was something. And Matt, is there a, a game early in the Saban tenure oh, uh, that uh, that you were like, okay, this is this is a little different. This isn't Mike Shula. Uh, I'd, I'd probably have to look back oh, at Virginia the schedule. Tech. Yeah, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Tech. Um, was that the, which one was the kickoff classic that uh, was, was that State in 08? Atlanta, oh, that we 08. dominated them. That was the second, the Saban second. Year, so it was right? 08. It was, I think it was second year, and I want to say because I, 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 that's a good one, Lars. I think I you're ran right. Into some football players at Virginia Tech at Club Lavilla in Battle City, and they were like, "We knew we were in trouble when your lineman had abs and just started just pushing us around." Yeah. So I was. I, we gotta we gotta dig deeper into this. Uh, you brought tomorrow. up two great topics with five minutes to go. I know. Uh, we'll do it again Good tomorrow. Place to do it hey, we'll be at Ennis Free tomorrow. Thanks to all the folks here at Greystone, and particularly to Bridgeways for their contributions. Thanks, Robbie. We'll see you soon. Thank y'all. Buckner here for